Hey everyone, I'm Talent and I'm excited to be sharing the word with you today. Just briefly before I get into the word, I just want to tell you about myself. So I only start from the time I met Pastor John and Kelsey. Trust me, my life has never been the same. Believe me when I say this, I look at myself and I wonder how people can transform your life because of genuine love and how they release the word of life in you and it, it absolutely transforms you. You are in the right place. I tell you, just hang in there, lean into the word you receive each week and your life will never be the same. I'm excited. I'm a son of the house. I'm maturing. <laughs> And I'm loving it. Trust me, I'm loving my life. Okay? I'm going to pray and then we'll get into the word. Father, I thank you that today is a beautiful day. I thank you, Father God, that your word will speak to each and everyone listening today. And we are going to encounter the true experience of the nature of God in our lives. Thank you that your word is manifesting. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so today I'm going to be teaching about the infallible word of God, okay? So the word infallible means that the word of God is unfailing. It is error-free. It has no errors. It is reliable. It is impeccable. And it is dependable. And when I say the word of God, I'm not just talking about the word in scripture. I'm talking about the word that you receive through the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the progressive word that we hear on this platform. I'm talking about the, the nature of God as it comes to us. So they, there are many references in scripture that tell us about the nature of God. So the word of God is active. It is true. It is living. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. The word of God is truth as well. It is true and it is truth. We hear a lot of words in our everyday life. You check on social media, there are words. You listen to different people, esteemed, educated people. They release words. But not all those words are truth. The word of God remains truth. So it is trusted. The word of God is unfailing. I love how it is illustrated in the Bible when an angel goes to Mary and the angel tells Mary about Jesus. And Mary submits in the moment and she says, let it be unto me according to your word. And then the angel says, the word of God is unfailing. So the word of God is unfailing in nature. And one thing that really comforts is that the word of God stands forever. Seasons come, seasons go. Times change, but the word remains. The same Bible that we read a hundred years ago, centuries ago, is the same word we have today. And whatever is spoken in the word and whatever progresses from the mouth of the Lord today remains. That's how infallible the word of God is. And furthermore, the word of God has been tried and tested. A lot of philosophy out there has not been tried and tested. 
There is science that we've become, we have come to believe that has not been tried and tested. But the word of God has been tried and tested several times and comes out pure like silver. That's the power of the word of God. That's how infallible the word of God is. I believe you can testify to this, most of you, that when you believed in that word of God and you received it, you experienced it. You had an experience of that word. That's how true the word of God is. When it comes into you, in your life, you have that confirmation that you have received the word of God. And what's amazing is that the word of God is Jesus Christ. He is the Word. He was in the beginning. Everything that was created was created through Him. And He came here as a living being. He walked on earth. We experienced that. And now we have His nature in us through the Holy Spirit. We always have the Word of God in us. Ain't that amazing? I think that is super cool. Like, it's amazing. The Word of God is infallible. It has been tried. It has been tested. It is true. It is the truth. It is upright. That's how amazing the Word of God is. And I believe for the few who have not had that experience today, by the end of this teaching, you will have the experience of the true Word of God in your life. I love the Word of God. I'm going to read briefly from the book of Isaiah chapter 55, from verse 10 to 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bad and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. That's solid. I need not explain that further. Trust me. The, the word of God has been illustrated in this scripture like rain. It's amazing how I'm sure most of us have had the experience. I know we are in the desert, but whenever it rains, whenever it does rain, I'm sure you can testify to this. The following morning, you see seeds sprouting. You see grass. You know, you see... Uh, flowers, everything blossoms. So that is how the, the word of God is like. That's how infallible the word of God is like. When it comes down on earth, when it rains, everything reacts. It responds to, to rain. You know, I've always thought about this. Every time you take water from the tap, you just pour it out somewhere. The following day, you don't really get to see any vegetation sprouting you don't see any visible change but there's something amazing about the rain that comes from heaven i'm sure you can testify with me now that when it rains almost immediately like by tomorrow or a day after you see everything around changing you see the trees they respond you see nature response everything responds to that it's beautiful it's evidence and i believe as it is exemplified in this scripture it's resonating with you. It's something that you can relate with. Such is the nature of the word of God. It comes down and it flourishes everything. It will not go back to him without accomplishing that which it purports to accomplish. Trust me, our lives are also changing because of the word that we are receiving. 
This is the way that I'm declaring to you right now. As you're seeing that picture in your head, as, as you're creating the mental image of how rain comes down and changes everything, think of, of, of the season of rain uh, in other countries especially. <laughs> in Dubai, we do not have much of that, but I'm sure you can resonate with this. Think of how nature responds. Think of how even birds migrate from other countries. Think of how, you know, it's, it's just amazing. You can tell that things are changing. Something is happening. And you look at it, it's amazing. It's amazing seeing the, the green uh, shorts sprouting and you see the goodness of the Lord. That is exactly how the word of God works in our lives. And it is indeed evidence that the word of God is infallible. I have talked about the infallibility of the word of God. Like I did mention earlier, most of us have had the experience. We believed Jesus Christ when we heard of him and we received him in our lives. We had an experience that we can absolutely not deny. And we have seen our lives being changed to some extent. And now, storms of life come, all right? And COVID hits, okay? And then everything in the atmosphere begins to change. And then you, you look at the word in your Bible, okay? And you listen to the word every Friday. And there seems to be a shift in your heart and your mind. It doesn't resonate with you. And there are questions like, if this is true, okay? Or there, you start feeling like, oh, maybe, could it be, all right? There are moments when this happens to us. There are moments when you even forget what the word of God says. You receive the word on a Friday and on a Sunday, you almost forget what the word was all about. There are times when doubt creeps in. You have been believing God for healing. You have heard in the scripture that God heals. You have heard in the scripture, you, you have had testimonies every Friday about healing, about employment, about all those things. But your heart begins to, to be troubled, okay? You, you begin to have a double mind about this now. And then fear creeps in sometimes. You have to stand in court. You're being alleged of something that you didn't do. And you're wondering how you're going to come out of this situation. Remember, I'm talking about the infallibility of the word of God. God has not given us the spirit of fear. He has given us the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. We are not double-minded. We are of a single mind. That is our nature. We have love in us. That is the infallible nature of the word of God. I know right now as you're listening, you're thinking, um, actually, that's not how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I know, I understand your situation. But we do not look at situations according to the flesh or according to the way they appear to us. For we are not carnal, we are spiritual. And the nature of Christ lives in us. I'm calling you from that position of your identity so that you understand the infallible nature of the word of God actually exists in you. You have the whole package within you and it works through you to bring all the promises of the Lord to pass. You are not anxious. You do not have anxiety in you. We are going to talk briefly about a character in the Bible. I'm sure most of us know David. 
<laughs> David is known as a man after God's heart. But there's one thing that I love about David. He wrote most of the book of Psalm. And there's one thing that he continuously echoes in scripture. His love for the word of God. How he loves the word of God. He actually says in Psalms 119 verse 97, Oh, how I love your law. He loved the word of God. He constantly meditated on the word of God. As a young boy, as a shepherd, all by himself, he would face bears and lions and he would stand against them by the word of God. He had these victories because he strongly believed the word of God that came to him and the word that he read and meditated upon. So what really struck me about this David is that one day he was asked by his father to go and give food to his brothers who were in battle. And then he gets there. There is this giant who has been coming out for 40 days now and he has been saying bad things. He, has, he, he had been uh, cursing the Lord of Israel at the time and everyone was wallowing in fear. And the more they were listening to this word, the more they were shrinking and cringing inside and the more they were running away from him. And then he walks into the scene and he's thinking, what is wrong with everyone? This person is blaspheming against the Lord of Israel. This is how he looks at the situation. All he hears is blasphemy because he is a man who is engrossed into the word of God. He identifies the word of God and he knows when lies are being told. He looks at this and he does not look at the outward appearance of the giant who is blasphemy. He looks at dishonor. He looks at, you know, he judges the man according to the standing of the word, according to his knowledge of who God is. And then immediately he says, who is this man? He wants to know and he challenges him immediately. A lot of people, his brothers and everyone laughed at him because it did not make sense. It did not make sense at that time how such a young boy would want to stand against Goliath. It felt like a death wish. But I love one thing about David. Even when he was challenged, in the face of criticism, he still used the same word. He used reference of how the word worked for him in the past how it is working for him, and how he believes the word will work for him. By that time, he wasn't sure if the Lord was going to come and help him and deliver him in that situation. But his confidence was in the infallible nature of the word of God. If he stood against the bear and the Lord fought for him, and if he stood against the lion and the Lord fought for him, he knew definitely that he would stand against Goliath and overcome him. That is why he even told him that he was coming to him in the name of the Lord, in the name of the God of Israel. He actually had stones in his hand, but he came in the name of... That's how infallible the nature of the word of God is. He knew he had had experiences of the same word in his life. It had become something that he understood beyond doubt. He had seen it manifest. He knew who God was in his life. That is amazing. And it does not end there. Throughout his life, David did some things that, you know, were unimaginable. 
He had an opportunity to kill his enemy, but he decided not to. He did not because he had value for the word of God and he understood that Saul was anointed and appointed by God to be a leader. And he decided not to be the one to kill him. What's amazing for me is that when he actually died, David is not the one who killed Saul, but when he heard of the news, I'll tell you this is funny. <laughs> so what happened was, Saul was, died in battle, okay? And then one person decided to go and tell David. And he decided to lie because he knew that David and Saul were enemies. So he thought he was going to gain favor from David. And he said, actually, he know, he, he's the one who killed him. He, he thought it would, you know, he would gain favor. And David killed him. That's amazing. For me, it's amazing. He valued the word of God to a point that he respected the person with the anointing of God. It's amazing how oftentimes when we are in different situations, we take issues in our hands, we want to deliver justice, we think we know it all. But remember, the word is infallible. It is true. It is upright. It is unchanging. I'll give you another example. So what happens is Saul was instructed by um, Samuel to wait for Samuel to come and make a sacrifice. All right? Seven days passed, and Saul was still waiting for Samuel. We are talking about the infallible word of God, by the way. And then Saul waited seven days, and Samuel seemed not to be coming at the time he expected him to come, and he decided to go ahead and make a sacrifice. When Samuel came, he asked him why he had made a sacrifice. A sacrifice needed to be made for sure. But it was only the priest who was appointed to do that. I'm just going into the nitty-gritties of this to show you how unchanging the word of God is. It is truth to the last dot. It never changes. And because of that, so was rejected. It was considered as disobedience. He was the king, fine, but he was not the appointed priest to make the sacrifice. That is what the word of God said. Now, I know that when I say this, it sounds so harsh and it sounds like law. We'll get there. I'm going to explain this and clarify it as we go. But what I'm talking about is the infallibility of the word of God. Now, during that time as well, during the time of the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, whatever the law said had to believe you people had to abide by it. If they didn't, there were penalties to it. Just like what happened to Saul, the example that I've given. And to me, it proves that the word of God is infallible. But I have news for you as well, that there was a man who came from heaven, who is God himself. He fulfilled the law. He even said that he did not come to abolish that law. That is why he had to come in the form of man to live here on earth and fulfill the law and the harsh penalties of that law. And now that the law is fulfilled, we are in a dispensation of grace. But again, 
that lives to show that the word of God is indeed infallible. God needed to come down and be the ultimate sacrifice and fulfill his own word for us to live in the dispensation of grace. How amazing is the word of God? Trust me, I believe as I'm talking to you right now, your faith is just, you know, being strengthened in knowing that God never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Of course, his word is progressive. Trust me, it is progressive. He speaks to us and we hear him. The same scripture, Psalms 91, speaks to you differently each time you read it. It is the nature of God. That's who he is. But in all that, it remains true. Truth, reliable, and impeccable. The word of God is indeed infallible. I have talked about the the Old Testament, the New Testament. I have talked about David and how he believed in the Word of God. I've given examples of how even in the Old Testament with the harsh penalties of the Word, it still remained true and the children of Israel experienced that several times over when they disobeyed. I'm going to talk about how the Word applies to us now in the New Covenant. Oh my God, it is amazing that he took all our sins. My God. He took our infirmities. Can you believe that? He was bruised for our iniquities. I think about this. When you read in the Old Testament and people brought in a sacrifice to be slaughtered on the altar, they would not bruise it. They would not beat it. They would not inflict so much pain on the sacrifice. But on Jesus, he was bruised. He was smitten. All the things happened to him. It was gruesome for our sins to be forgiven, for our joy, for our prosperity, for everything. Now we have it all because he paid a price for it all. I'm sure this is comforting when you hear this. It is indeed comforting that you are the righteousness of God that there is no sin in you, that you were healed, that you are the righteousness of God. You are holy. My God, that you are prosperous. This is the truth. This is the nature of God and this is who you are. This is who God called you to be. He has many promises in his word. And his word is indeed true. It never fails. It achieves each and every purpose in your life. It is God's desire. He, he loves for you to experience the fullness of your salvation. He loves for us to experience the full nature of salvation in our lives. I'll give you an example. There was a time this year when I was busy with my studies, and I started having headaches and we went to the doctor and they told me that I had high blood pressure. It was high that I needed to take medication, which is amazing, which is really good. Thank God for the doctors. They have the wisdom of God to treat us. I, I appreciate doctors in my life. In that moment when I got home, I felt a nudge in me to think through this before I took medication. So I decided to sleep on it. And when I woke up the following morning, 
I felt the word of God telling me not to take the medication. Now, like we say, the word of God is progressive. He might say one thing to me and another thing to the next person. In this situation, God directed me to not take med medication. I decided not to. Look at me today. The Lord did it for me. And I celebrate the victory of the Lord because it is the nature of his word. In that moment, he spoke to me. It was a word for me in season. And I took heed of it. And I, I, I manifested the results of the word. By this, I'm also bringing you to this attention that the Lord speaks to you as an individual. He doesn't only speak to you from the pulpit. He doesn't only speak to you in the masses, in the crowd. He speaks to you. Even in the morning when you wake up brushing your teeth, he tells you something. Pay attention to it. Listen to him. And you experience the fullness and the unfailing nature of his word in your life. We are a chosen generation. We are a peculiar nation. When you look at yourself, don't judge yourself because of the situation that are surrounding you right now. You are way better than that. I know as you're listening, you may be thinking, how is that even possible? <laughs> Seriously, I, I, have, I have done all I think I can, but nothing is happening. There's no need to do anything. There was a time when it was required to work. We are beyond that season. We are in a new dispensation where we do not really need to work, but to believe. He worked already. He did the work on the cross. He already died. He already became poor that you may be rich. By this, I'm not saying you don't go about doing your daily responsibilities, okay? If you're supposed to go to work, go and work diligently. It is the nature of God to work. What I'm talking about is peace and rest in your heart, not toiling within you to want to bring results through your own effort. I have something that I believe will bring such relief to you, that the Word of God has power in itself to bring itself to pass. Because the Word of God is powerful. It is active. It is living. Remember the scripture we read from Isaiah 55? Just like rain, which comes down and never goes back without achieving, without accomplishing its purpose, so is the word of God in our lives. It is impeccable, really. It is reliable. So how do you rest? <laughs> how do you believe? How do you do all that? It, seems, it might seem confusing to say, okay, so do I just sit and watch? <laughs> how do I respond to this? Our faith. Our faith determines how the word works in us. It's amazing how God entrusted us with that gift to believe. Everything has been provided freely. It is for us to receive it. And how do I get the faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that word of God is infallible. So when you hear it and you receive it and you take it in, imagine what happens to you. That word is already in you. You just need to ignite it by your faith. Now, when we received Christ, most of us will believe. If you loved chocolate, you still loved chocolate after that. <laughs> okay? <laughs> like your behavior was influenced in a certain way. You experienced the true nature of God because the, the spiritual man became new. 
by the carnal person, the outward person. When people looked at me the day after I received Christ, they would still recognize me as talent. I still looked the same. All right? Our part is to allow the work that is in us to influence all of us, including my mind. I need to believe and take in the word that resides in me, the true nature that is in me. All right? And I do that by hearing and hearing the word of God. When you spend time hearing what the, what's happening in the world, fear comes in. I'm sure you agree. When you spend time hearing about rumors of war or, you know, extreme things that are happening in this world, something triggers fear in you unintentionally you don't you don't invite fear to say okay fear now come in come in we need to be afraid now you just suddenly suddenly start feeling you know uncomfortable when you receive the word of god without you knowing the word of god influences the way you think the way you see things and the way you address situations i always think about seed when you plant a seed and how it germinates, let's talk about a maize seed. It is sown into the ground. I know not many of us are farmers, but you may have experienced this. You wait for days and then suddenly one day something green, a green shot comes out from the ground. It doesn't look anything close to, to the maize seed you put in the ground, okay? It looks different, it's actually green. And then after some time, it grows a stem, and then something different comes out again. After some time, a cob comes out. But when you look at the cob, it looks exactly like the seed. Everything that you have been seeing for a while is so different. And if you think of it closely, it might look like, oh, that's not really what I planted. It doesn't look like it. It is the same thing. Why am I giving this illustration? You plant the word of God in you today. The word of God starts working. As you re read the word of God, as you receive the word of God that is taught every Friday, as you receive the words of pro prophecy, they read you as well. They look into you and they start changing you. Okay? And sometimes you wake up and you do things that really don't resemble the way that you were listening to and you think, uh, that's not the way that Pastor John told me last Friday or that's not what I read from the Bible. It is different. But over time, as you continue, as you continue to lean into that word, something beautiful comes out of you. And you don't see it happening just in the same way you don't see that seed growing, changing and becoming the cob. It's exactly the same thing. So don't be too concerned about seeing the change. Be concerned about allowing the seed to grow. It's not you who determines the outcome. God created it in such a way that the word is so powerful in itself that it brings about that change. And by that, I would like to just sidetrack a bit. We are all, you know, moving at different paces. The Lord is working with us at different levels. So when you look at talent and she looks like, um, that doesn't look like the seed. 
all right? You understand the infallible nature of the, of the word of God. So you say, all right, she's doing well. Because you know she is turning out well. Talent will turn out well after all. Because the word of God is infallible. So when we love and embrace and we look at people as they are developing, I, I wouldn't want to call them weaknesses because it depends on how we look at that. We are all work in progress. We are being perfected because the word of God is in us and it's doing its work. He is doing his work. We can't call it it. It's him. He is doing his work in us. So we love on ourselves to begin with. We love on people who are around us because we know we are all turning out to be like him. The word of God is infallible. Trust me and trust the word. Believe the word of God. He has it all figured it out. All figured out. Have you ever thought of this? Every day you wake up, the sun rises and it sets. Seasons come and seasons go. Whether it's COVID season, whether external situations come, the, the existing, the existing nature of God does not change. The sun still rises and the sun still sets. That should challenge us to believe and to know that even in our lives, the word of God is coming true. Wow, the word of God is infallible. It is unchanging. So we need to walk in that faith. We need to walk in believing that the word of God is true. The word of God is alive. The word of God is reliable. I do not live by what I see. I live by what I have heard. I love GPS, you know. <laughs> you know, there are times when you go to places you've not been before, and there's this uh, app called GPS. I'm sure you know it. It tells you where you are going. And it's amazing how we have we put so much faith into it, you know. You don't see the destination from the point you put the GPS on. But you follow every direction. Turn left, you go left. Turn right, you go right. Reroute, you reroute. <laughs> but for some reason, with the word of God, we feel like, we are losing it or we are missing the mark. Just because you make one mistake, it doesn't make you a sinner. Just because you have this condition that you're overcoming by the word of God, it doesn't make you whatever that condition tries to define you to be. You are not poor. You have all the provisions. That is what the word says and that is who you are. Allow yourself to believe it and to see it come to pass. Wow, it's amazing. You can imagine that feeling when you're driving to a place you do not know and then the GPS tells you that, you know, destination reached. And you feel like, wow, I'm here. <laughs> I do that a lot. You, you get this relief because you, you didn't know you were just, you know, absolutely trusting that you're going to the right place. It is like that in our lives. And the amazing thing is we have evidence from scripture of how the word of God has been, um, the, how the word of God came true at some point. I can imagine how it was different for someone like Abraham 
we did not have anywhere to refer to. You and I have reference. We know it happened to Abraham and the Lord came out and he fulfilled his promises. It happened to, to David. It happened to Daniel in the lion's den. We have a lot of references. That should encourage us. That should strengthen us. Oh, wow. We are living in the best dispensation. I'm grateful to God that I'm in this dispensation where I have a lot of reference from the past, where the Spirit speaks today, a fresh word where the Spirit lives in me. He confirms His word. Wow. We are the best generation. We should not be overcome by what's happening around us. We should not be overcome by, by what seems to be real. Because there is no other reality apart from the Word of God. Wow. I know right now as you are listening to the Word of God, that the nature of God is being revealed to you. That sickness has no power over your life. Come on. Jesus did it for you already. Even right now in this moment, the word is speaking to you. It's addressing that condition. Wow. Asthma has no power over your life. You are being healed right now because the word of God heals. He is the healer. Healing is your portion. Receive that healing for, for your migraines. It is the Lord's will. He desires for you to be perfect. Depression has no power over your life. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You have the mind of Christ. I'm just calling for that peace to start flowing in you right now as I'm releasing this word. He is who he says he is. The word is near you, even in your mouth. Start speaking it right now. Take this healing, receive it as I speak it to you. You are healed of that headache in Jesus' name. You are not poor. Some have believed that they were born in a lineage of people who have not been successful. You are of the lineage of Jesus Christ. Wow. So you are not poor. Stand up, encourage yourself in the Lord. The works of your hands are blessed. You may have tried several things and they seem not to be working. Do it again. Go and do it again. This time knowing that it's coming to pass because the word of the Lord says so. The works of your hands are blessed. God loves you. He loves you so much that he left his throne to die for you. He's watching over you and he's right there standing next to you. Open your heart to him and receive him. You were called to prosper. You were called to walk in victory. Do not believe the lie of the devil. The word of God is true and alive. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. That word is in you. You are the righteousness of God. You can say that. Voice it out. Allow it to come out of your mouth because you are the righteousness of God. You are holy. You look at that addiction. You tell that addiction, I am holy. That's who you are. You are not defined by situations that surround you. You are defined by your nature. The nature of God, the Holy Spirit is in you. He indwells in you. And that's who you are. You do not have an addiction. 
You do not have an, an addiction. Believe this word. You do not have an addiction. We continue to grow and understand the nature of God through spending time with the word and in the word. God gave us his word in scripture. Develop the love for that word. Read it. I know sometimes there are scriptures that we do not understand. I have said it before, I will say it again. He is able to bring understanding to you. It is his nature. His word is able to bring its, itself to pass. It comes to pass. You do not have to do the work. Be in that position where you love to know what he says about you. Love to know what his promises are for you. Love to know what God is telling you every day. Desire to hear him. The Lord speaks every time you look at vegetation. It proclaims the goodness of the Lord. You look at nature. You look at animals. He talks. He's always communicating. You hear that voice in you that tells you to do something. Listen to that word. Allow the word to progress in you. As you listen and hearken to it, you, you begin to hear more of him in your life. You start to, you know, to talk to you clearly in a way that you understand and you develop that relationship with you. You already have that relationship. You just need to lean in more and hear what he's saying to you. So instead of meditating on the situation in your office at the moment, meditate on the word of God. Or sing praises unto the Lord for his good, his message, enjoy it forever. You know, start there. Just utter the words of God as they come to you, as you have read, as you have understood. He will cause them to do a work, that work in you, that will transform you. And you will see things come to pass. You will have an experience of your own, which you, you already had and you continue to have. Some say, oh, but you know, when I read the Bible, I don't always remember everything that I read. I don't, I don't have great memory. And probably even the education has told you, the education sector has told you that you are, you are not that smart according to the standards of the world. And when you read, you feel like, oh, I can't get anything in. The Holy Spirit is in you. And he was commissioned to be your advisor to be your advocate. He was commissioned to be your helper. And he is in you. He will remind you of all the things and he will teach you. Come on now. So even when the standards of the world tell you that you are disqualified, look again into the word of God and see that actually you are not. The Holy Spirit is right in you. He talks to you. He ministers to you. He reminds you what the word of God says. And we are victorious in, in, in any way you can think of. Do you know how it feels like to live a life of victory when you know that everything has, has been set up for you to win? That's the life we are living right now. You are set to win regardless. Jesus saw it fit for him to live so that he can send us the Holy Spirit who resides in us, with us, every time. We have him wherever we go. 
And if you think of his nature, he is reliable, he is true, he is truth. What can stand against us? I don't think there's anything that can stand against us. He is in us. He is with us. The world will see us and they will be transformed. You are transforming the world by the word that you are hearing, receiving, believing and allowing to grow in you. The world is waiting for you and I to manifest and this is what is happening right now. The best is yet to come and you are the best that is yet to come because the word of God says so. He actually said greater things than this you shall do. We are the ones who are doing the greater things. My God, I just want us to declare this right now and to in this moment as we are believing the word of God. I just want us to acknowledge that we have the mind of Christ. My God, I want us to believe that we are victorious. We have joy. We are transforming the world. We are manifesting. The world is waiting for you and I to show forth and display the goodness of the Lord. Right now, I just address every situation that has been deceiving us to doubt the word of God. I'm calling out that situation for a lie it is. Nothing can stand before us because we have God in us. I just want to pray and declare the word of God. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that we have faith to believe your word. We thank you for loving us so much that you decided to live and indwell in us. We do not lack any good thing. We are healthy. We are prosperous. We are holy. The nature of Christ lives in us. And we are transforming the world. Amen. We thank God for his word. I believe the word today has transformed the way you look at your situation. We thank God. I even thank God for this opportunity to share the word with you. I believe the word is also working and good thing in my life. You will have a blessed week because you know who you are and you understand the word of God is infallible. I bless you. Amen.